0: good morning good afternoon good evening whenever you're listening to us and how you're listening to us thank you for making the sports and the world podcast a part of your day i'm ladarius and on this week's episode i bring i i said she was i'd love to have her back and she wanted to come back on and folks it's joe madden of joe madden sports how are you joe
1: i'm doing great how's your day going so far
0: pretty good pretty good You know, always up to talk sports and football seasons, right? Like we talked about before the recorded, right around the corner. Yeah. And so without further ado, it's kind of like a version of two a days. So we're going to talk about two divisions today. We're, so we're going to t- kind of like a compass thing. We'll start north and we'll start in the, in the AFC north, which I think is the division that I think the changing of the guard is happening. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of happened last year, like despite who won, despite the Steelers winning. But before I delve into it, uh, Joe, give me your thoughts on what you see in the uh, AFC North this year. Well,
1: I'm definitely excited for this. um, The AFC North, it's going to be fantastic. I'm really looking for the Browns to step it up this year. Huge question marks on if their defense um, can do it because their offense is going to be lights out. I can feel it. I'm also, you know, don't laugh. I think the Bengals are going to have a better season than we expect. Um, I think they'll finally get a winning season the first time since what, 2015?
0: Yeah, you know, you know, Joe. That's it's not it's not that far because I'm I'm kind of along the line. This division I feel is better as a whole than what people think it's going to be. I think. Would you look at when I look at the Ravens and? You know, they're just a slight favorite to win over the Browns with the division, but the gap is not really that far in my mind between both teams. And I think when I look at the, the Ravens, listen, they were seventh in total defense last year. They've always been a great defensive team. And, and then they only allow almost 19 points a game, which was second. Like their defense is just John Harbaugh. That historically, the Ravens have always had a great defense. Yeah. But to me, the question mark for the Ravens, offensively. I know they can run the ball. How do I know that they rushed over 3000 yards as a team last year. And so I know they can run, but the question is, can they pass? And listen, they were last in the league, which, which is alarming because it's a passing league, like running the ball is not bad. I'm not saying, Hey, there are a lot of great running backs out there, but there was no sense of a passing there. So they went out and got they went and got Sammy Watkins to kind of help with the core. Mm-hmm. But I but I also really like they even got better at the offensive line, which I didn't think was possible. They went and got um Villanueva from Pittsburgh and they signed uh Kevin Ziner from the, the Giants. Yeah. And then they drafted uh Rashad Bateman. To, to me, Joe, and I'll get your thoughts. I, I feel like the Ravens are one of those teams where they're they're if they can improve the pass. Because if they improve the passing, this this is a Super Bowl team.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And and so, and, and we look at Cleveland. And uh, what are what are your thoughts on on Cleveland? I'm I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on on the Browns.
1: Okay, so. Um... Yeah, thoughts on Browns, and then I'll go back to Ravens because I have a couple things to add there. But you know what? I'm looking at this team, and I think Baker Mayfield's going to have a fantastic year. I'm going to be looking at lots of props on him for overs on things. Um, And I think as long as the defense is able to get their job done, as long as everyone stays healthy, you know, they've got great wide receivers, great running backs. I think this is – I think the Browns and the Ravens fight for who takes this division. I really do. Um, we've got the Browns at plus 190 it moved down to plus 145 to win this division. So money is coming in on them. Um, a game total of 10 and a half for wins. I, you know, I think the Ravens definitely get over that 11 wins they're getting, but as long as the D can do their, their part, I think the Browns, you know, they're going to give the Ravens a hard time in this division.
0: Yeah, and you know, I'll i admit I was one of those people who last year I was maybe two years I was very hard on Cleveland mm-hmm. because it felt like an organization that just wasn't well run, especially on on the sidelines. And then they go out and they hire Kevin Stefanski, they hire a new general manager, and and like I always say is that when you hire adults. And now I'm not saying, but all oh, the dares, you know, they hire adults as people. Like, no, what I mean is when they hire actual adults who know what they're doing. And for a long time, Cleveland just didn't have that continuity there in the front office and on the sidelines. So getting Stefanski, and like, and you talk about Baker Mayfield, and I talk about this. He went from 21 interceptions in 2019 down to eight. That's coaching. Because Baker Mayfield and, and, and I and I rip him, but I get, I'll give him credit. He got better because a the pressure wasn't always on him, and b when he was asked to make plays, he made plays. Because when you when you have Nick Chubb in, in the backfield, that that kind of that kind of helps too. We yeah. have a top ten leader in rush yards, and you have a guy who was signed for third in rushing touchdowns. That helps. And when I also look at Cleveland, they addressed a need. I think they had one of the better, better free agencies because their problem to me defensively was the secondary.
1: Yeah. The front absolutely seven. Was. Yeah.
0: Their front seven, I I, you know, I had no problem. With it. But they went out and signed John Johnson the third from the Rams and they got Troy Hill. They went and got even like Jadavian Clowney. But to be clear, the Jadavian Clowney, if they get the Jadavian Clowney, that was maybe the 2017-2018 version of Jadavian Clowney who had 18 and half sacks in those two yeah. years, that's that's a home run signing. And then you get Malik Jackson on the line. So they got better in, in their needs. Because I know in the Monday night game, when they played the Ravens, like Lamar Jackson was just slinging the ball. And I'm like, that's – he he's not – you know, I'm not saying he's not supposed to do that. But uh, it, it it felt odd. And and yeah. so – and then they also went and drafted Greg Newsom, a corner, and they drafted Jeremiah Owansu cormor a linebacker. They got better. And to me, Joe, and and to me, Joe, what I like about what I like about Cleveland, it's that like, this could be a team. Like you say, they're going to definitely, definitely push Baltimore. If they can somehow get past Baltimore and they can somehow maybe win this division because the gap between the two is not really all that much, in my opinion. This could be, you know, this could be a Super Bowl team. And I know people like, oh, well, Listen, I rip, listen, I got convinced. I saw last year, like, listen, I, I'll, I'll take it all back. I'll take it all back because uh, cause, cause especially what I saw from Baker Mayfield. I mm-hmm. needed to see he, – he cut down the turnovers. Kevin Stefanski, who, who's offense coordinator at, uh, for the Vikings, he kind of helped Kirk Cousins. And I'm like, Kevin, Kevin Stefanski can coach. And I think Cleveland has the right coach. They have the right personnel. And you look how loaded they are on offense, OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, yeah. offensive, that offensive line is probably a yeah. top three offensive line in this league. They could they could listen, I, I expect it to be close all season between them and the Ravens. And, and I think we shift gears and talk about the Steelers because sure, they were 12 and 4. Sure, absolutely. But they didn't look like a 12 and 4 team. Like it, it, especially on the back end of the season, they didn't. Have, they it makes you speechless because like these are the Steelers. They're supposed to be – they're supposed to be good, and like they're twelve and four is good. But but before I throw it to you, Joe, I, what I what I will say is this about Pittsburgh. It is that for last they have they've had seventeen straight non losing seasons. They don't like we could talk about like they somehow pull it together. And I think this year will be the true test for for, for Mike Tomlin this year. and And what are your thoughts on the on the Steelers this year?
1: Okay, so we've got Big Ben back. We all know that, and he is surrounded by some elite up and coming talent. Um, but is he is he getting too old? That is my biggest question mark with Big Ben. I hate to say that, but he is an older quarterback. He's not mobile like we see these younger guys. Um, and I'm not sure if the defense will be as strong as we saw them last year. They do have T.J. Watt back, and um, is it Devin Bush, the linebacker? Those two are back, and they're um, elite players for their defensive side of the ball. Uh, I'm looking at this hard schedule. I'm not seeing a good year for the Steelers. We've got a win total of eight and a half. I think it goes under that eight and a half this year Um, I just don't see them getting the job done I I think this division is too hard for them to take it absolutely you know going back to the Ravens and Browns they've got opposite issues the Ravens really need to get um working their wide receivers you know we have Lamar Jackson elite quarterback I think he's the only quarterback in history to have two seasons of over a thousand um rushing yards so we've got a fantastic quarterback but defenses can work out how to stop him. We saw that last season. They worked out how to contain him and not let him do what he does. Um, so he has to be able to utilize his wide receivers for the Ravens to take this division. And then we look at the Browns, the Browns are loaded on offense. I'm not worried about that at all. The only concern is their defense. I want them to get that pass rush better Um and just slow slow the game down a little bit. I'm, I'm looking for their defense to do that. So um, back to the Steelers. Yeah, I'm seeing them come third in this division.
0: Yeah, and and you know what, you know what Joe, you made a very, very good point about Lamar Jackson. About, about you know, we, we know, you don't have to sell us on how talented he is. We, we know he's an, an elite tier quarterback. It's just the receiving core. What are we going to get? because teams at some point will figure it out. And I think they kind of started to figure it out because I recall a game where they played, I believe they played Indy last year. And Matt Eberfloff, the defensive coordinator, kind of maybe had the code to kind of figure out Lamar. Like Baltimore won that game, but it just felt like, basically let Lamar beat you with his arm and not his legs. Absolutely. And, and that to me, is going to be which teams can do that because we know Lamar can run. And I think when I look at Cleveland and their defense, and like you say, that pass rush, Miles Garrett is great, but there's a reason why they went else and also got Jadavian Clowney and Balik Jackson. There's a reason for that. And they went out and drafted defense in the draft as well, a corner and a linebacker. There's a reason why they kind of went defense. It's because of the things that you talked about. And I look back at Pittsburgh, and, and I just go, look, Big Ben is 39. He's 39. And he's not like the like Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady defies age, time, and everything.
1: <laughs> he's not human. We already realized this one. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <Right>. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm like, he's been nicked up his in his career. And, and I feel for Pittsburgh, the question moving forward is, should Big Ben get hurt? And hopefully he doesn't. You know, it's a little bit longer schedule this year. Is I look at their backup quarterback situation, and I'm like, are are we sold on Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph? Because I, I, I'm not like sure they drafted Najee Harris to address their the running. Listen, they couldn't run the ball either. They were they were dead last in the league running the ball. So they addressed that in the draft. But I look at Big Ben, and that's a long term problem when you look at how the quarterbacks are in this division, you look at Lamar, you look at Baker, even Cincinnati with Joe Burrow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Everybody's getting younger and Pittsburgh is still there with Big Ben. Absolutely. I'm, not, I'm not saying throw Big Ben out. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying Big Ben, he could have a good year. He has talent around him, no doubt about it. But that offensive line is, mm-hmm. is, is they lost, like I say, willing to to the Ravens, mm-hmm. pouncy to, re, you know, retire. And they cut, DeCastro they lost 60% of their offensive line and so yeah, it's, 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 yeah I'm sorry go ahead Joe.
1: no I was gonna say it's gonna be a very hard year a very hard year for them I'm um yeah you know what are, what do you think about the Bengals let's talk about the Bengals because okay. I really want to talk about these Bengals we've got Joe Burrows back um who did they pick up they picked up uh, oh Hanei Sewell Yeah. Um, For the offensive line. Now this kid is out of Oregon. I wanted my Chargers to take him. I think he is going to be a household name. I think everyone's going to know him. I think he's going to make a difference right away in their passing and their run game. Um, I think the Bengals could pull something out this year. Not win this division. Not even. No, I think Steelers is still going to beat them, but I think going to have a better season than any of us expect. I really hope so. I think Joe Burrow's needs that confidence as long as he has it. You know, he's healthy, he's back. Um, mindset, though, is hard for these young quarterbacks, especially him coming off last season, what playing four games, getting injured, going out for the rest. Mm-hmm. I really, I guess my hopes for them to do good this season is um, maybe a little bit higher than will they, uh, but I hope they get at least a winning record.
0: Yeah, and, and, and they, they drafted Jamar Chase. Cause yes. I, I I and 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 the thing is, it what's interesting here is with Cincinnati, because I'm kind of along those lines with you. Because they went out and they they spent, they went out and spent more than thirty nine million dollars on guaranteed money, and they went, and it was worth more than one hundred and nineteen million dollars. That was on defense primarily. They got like Trey Hendrickson, who was third in sacks last year. They went and got better at the secondary. They went out. And they went all in on defense because it feels like for Zach Taylor, it's a situation where you're following a guy in Marvin Lewis, who, however you feel about Marvin Lewis, I know how I feel. I went on a tangent about it. I won't. I won't do it again. <laughs> I, I, because I, I'll just I'll, I'll give the shorter bridge version. Simply put, Marvin Lewis held on to that job maybe three, or four years longer than he should have been, and. That, that's just my – I don't run the – I'm not the Brown – I don't run the – I may have the same last name as the team that runs it, but they're not associated with me. Uh, he would have been gone maybe four years before. So Zach Taylor is has an, inherited a situation where it's just a debacle. And yes. drafting Joe Burrow helps. Jamar Chase. And, here, and, and then going out spending money on defense. And when, when I look at the Bengals, they could be a team where, look, if you throw in the fact they got Jamar Chase, they got T. Higgins. They went out, and they still got Joe Mixon. People I like, don't sleep on Joe Mixon. Like, mm-hmm. this team is not bad. It's just they're in a division where it kind of feels everybody's better because it's more experienced. It's more it, – it just feels – it's just more experienced. This is a young team. When I look at That's Joe right. Burrow, when I look at Joe Burrow, I'm like, if he can stay healthy and that offensive line plays better – it's not out the realm of the possibility because I had a win total of, I think it was six and a half. I don't know it if, if it changed. Yeah,
1: it's six and a half today.
0: And if you, and that number to me feels like they can, they can, I'll take the over.
1: I'm taking the over too. It, it, all day
0: it's, long. Because it's like, like last, if you look, last year, they played in, a, like when Joe Burrow was there, they felt competitive. Like they, they were very, very competitive. And I think Zach Taylor has this team moving forward and I hope that listen people may say he's on the hot seat I, I don't subscribe to that because Joe Burrow didn't get a full year so we did not see Zach Taylor full development with Joe Burrow last year and and to me about this division like before we change gears of that like three different teams have won the AFC north in the last six the last six seasons. the Cleveland Browns they haven't won this division since 1989.
1: 1989? Are
0: you it, kidding me? It, it doesn't it, it it doesn't feel right, but it's like the Bengals the Bengals once upon a time the Bengals were were okay in the 90s. Nothing and then, like
1: winning it before I was born.
0: Yeah, it's, that, that, like don't feel bad. I was I was one. I was looking at like how old was I? I was playing with blocks. And I was what was I doing at one? And I'm like, that's when the brown. Well, that's when the bangles were good. I'm like, jeez. I'm like,
1: wow.
0: man, I was like, so but I think with that, I think with the AFC North, it will be a very, very competitive division. It could end up low key being one of the best divisions in football because of the fact that, oh,
1: absolutely.
0: because of, because of Baltimore, because of Cleveland and like the Pittsburgh, to me, I, I, Mike Tomlin has to pull a rabbit out of his hat this year because yeah. to me, when you lose your offensive line primarily, you go out, you lose Bud Dupree, by the way, to the Titans, one of your better edge players. You lose two corners and Nelson and Hilton. You lost, You still got Mika Fitzpatrick, and that's, that's great. Yeah. But at some point, you're throwing guys out. You still have T.J. Watt, and you still have Devin Bush. But yeah. the question is, look at these teams in the division that are ahead of you. Look at, it's, it's based on pure talent, Baltimore and Cleveland, it feels like there's a gap in that division from one to two and Pittsburgh three. And there's a gap between three and four, but with, with Cincinnati, it feels like it's just, they're young. And
1: Absolutely.
0: and they went out and like I said, got Hendrickson. So hopefully defensively, if they can get better defensively, like mm-hmm. I'm, like I said, I'm not, I'm not saying Bengals to the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm not saying that.
1: No. I'm not
0: that. I'm not, <laughs> I, I'm not that. I may be, be a
1: big risk plus 2500 to even take this division so Super exactly Bowl, I can even imagine what that would be um I think with the Steelers though you know if Big Ben can stay healthy like I said he is surrounded by young elite playmakers coming up right and I don't know I I think if Ben can stay healthy the next two seasons I think next season would be a stronger year for them to to, to contend um to take this division I just don't see it this year I really don't and with Ben getting up there, it scares me. It really does. Yeah, so, and-, and I hate to say that for all the Steelers fans because I actually love the Steelers. I love Big Ben. Um, I think he's an amazing quarterback, but I just think the years are adding to him right now. And I hope he comes out and proves me wrong. So Big Ben, if you're listening, come prove me wrong.
0: Right, yeah. And, and Big Ben, if you're listening, uh, well, <laughs> stay healthy. <laughs> because yeah. because uh, Big Ben's a guy that, if, if when healthy, and when you put that kind of two words in front of a player, when healthy, it'll let you know that they haven't been really healthy. If Big Ben can stay healthy, that offensive line has to step up. They have to. They have to depend on the running game. And, and to me, they, you know, they got Kalen Ballage. They signed him, you know, to kind of pair with Najee Harris in the backfield. They just got to run the ball because it felt like they just didn't. It was just always Big Ben slinging it, and they put themselves in. Unnecessary second and long, third and long yeah. situations, and, and I think with Mike Tomlin, and I think then when you throw in kind of a new offensive system, I think you have to, you, you got to run the ball more. And I think if Pittsburgh can balance it out offensively, mm-hmm. I, I don't like winning the division. I, I I don't see it, yeah. but they can they, they can compete, and and I think I I don't count out guys like Big Ben because he proves. Listen, he 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 can prove us. He he can prove me wrong.
1: He's Big Ben. He he can do it. But you know what? I'd really like to see for the Steelers. I would have liked to see someone stronger under him in the quarterback role. I don't have any belief in Rudolph. I'm going to be honest with you. But we saw Rudolph out there last year, and he looked like a mini Big Ben. Just because Big Ben's on the sidelines, and he is so good at coaching these younger quarterbacks. Um, mm-hmm. He's definitely something. As a drafted quarterback, you want to be under Big Ben. Like, you want to be under these dynasty quarterbacks. So um, I just don't feel it out of Rudolph. I don't like – okay, I'm going to say it. I don't like Rudolph. I don't like his attitude. I don't like his cockiness. I think um, he'll never get to Big Ben's abilities because I think he's got a chip on his shoulder.
0: Yeah. And and the way I feel amazing Rudolph is that at, at some point, I think for as long – he's been under Big Ben for a couple of years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you want to see that – I think they – I think Pittsburgh, Tom, they want him to be the successor. Yeah. But what's important is that you could want him to be the successor. But the fact of the matter is we're, we're thinking long-term, do you see Mason Rudolph actually taking over the reins? I can't – I can't, I can't yeah. visual, visualize it because there's a reason why they went out and got Dwayne Haskins. Because, like, listen, my, my biggest thing with Dwayne Haskins is commitment. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I said it once, and I'll say it again, is that if Haskins went to a team like a Pittsburgh, who disciplined, structured,
1: yeah.
0: that you could learn under Big Ben. Like, however people may feel personally about Big Ben, on the field, and he's on that sidelines, he has the earpiece in, he's talking to those guys. That's wisdom. That's Hall of Fame knowledge he's giving all to these quarterbacks. And I, when I look yeah. at Mason Rudolph, I'm not sold on him being the long term answer. Now, what Pitt, I think Pittsburgh will have to address it like this year. It depends on what you see out of Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. Because yeah. if you don't see, if you don't see it, look at the team. Look what teams are doing now. Listen, they'll move up to get quarterbacks. They'll make a move. And sometimes, if you sit where you are you might get a good quarterback to fall you. So I think if you're Pittsburgh, I know draft, you know, the last quarterback like draft in the first round What was Big Ben, but I think worst-case scenario, that to me is one of the biggest question marks. If Big Ben gets hurt, and I hope he doesn't, is Mason Rudolph going to be the guy? Dwayne Haskins is going to be the And if neither one of those two are the answer, then you have to look next year and be like, well, we have to address that Big Ben's going to be 40. Yeah. So we have yeah. to look at it in that perspective.
1: Absolutely.
0: And, and speaking of veteran quarterbacks, let, let's shift to the the NFC North, and and a lot of people, we talk about Green Bay, and this is and then to me, I learned this lesson, and, and is that it's always important, and it's something I try to keep as a mantra. It's always important on who's telling the story. The reason why I say that is. <laughs> It's because that's and this, so true in life. It, 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 and like when you think about it, it's like who's telling the story here? And it's like this whole thing with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers saga over the over the summer. The one person you didn't hear talk was Aaron Rodgers. Like it was like, oh, there were reports that he said this, but like I remember watching he was in the uh, uh, the golf tournament with uh, it was Phil Nicholson and it was Brady okay. and all, and, yeah. and 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 they were talking to Aaron. And Aaron still, he kind of dodged the question because he never said, he never said anything about the things that we read about, reportedly saw. Yeah. And and so and like, oh, he's going to Denver. And I'm like, we got to stop this. Like, there's no way you're trading Aaron Rock. A, the money, B, yeah. why? It, it's, I look at Green Bay and to me, the line changed in the in this in the offseason of the uncertainty like the
1: mm-hmm.
0: Green Bay was already kind of favored but then the gap kind of closed all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers said he's gonna come back and then when he's gonna start week one now they're they're the they're the <laughs> they're they're the perennial favorites and
1: absolutely and they should be
0: yeah it's it, and it's one of those things Joe that I look at and go it's always important who's telling the story because mm-hmm. No, nobody bothered to ask the one guy who would, who would affect, and that's Aaron Rodgers. Like we've heard, it's like, he's, he, he could have problems. Like even if he's not here in green Bay next year, but this year, like this could be the push. This could be one of those situations where green Bay, Hey, like, to be fair, the only thing that stopped them was, was coaching. McMatt like Lafleur is a good dude. He he's going to be a good coach for them. It was
1: terrible calls last year. Absolutely yeah. terrible calls. So
0: and you look at Matt Lafleur, especially in the, in the NFC Championship game. You're like, listen, I, I I'm no John Madden. I'm no Tony Dungeon. I'm i I. Ah. But coaching kind of impacted that game. We could having a different conversation instead of about Brady. We could have had, talking about Rogers going to the Super Bowl. We could have had that. It, yeah. it was just that much.
1: Oh, and okay. I was really hoping it would have been Roger last year. He needs to make that Super Bowl run. We look at him last season. He had a 70.7% completion rate. Um, what was it? 48 touchdowns and only five interceptions. Like yeah. he is on fire. He hasn't had such a good year since I think, what was it? 2011 he beat that. But he's just getting better and better. I'm looking for a big year out of him. And I really hope they make it a Super Bowl this season.
0: Yeah, and and people tend to forget. Oh yeah, this guy was a he. He was the MVP of the league last year,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and it felt like you can't. I I don't. There's certain quarterbacks and certain people I don't write. And Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys, because to me, and when I say the following sentence, I don't want people who listening thinking, oh, this guy's. I'm I'm always felt historically, Rodgers was a better talent than Brady. I never said Brady, I never said Rodgers was better than Brady. I said from a talent perspective, what Aaron Rodgers could do, a lot of things Tom Brady couldn't. That's not yeah. mitigating anything Brady did. It's like, look at Aaron Rodgers' arm. Like, this guy's slinging Hail Marys like he's like he's slinging a simple out route. I mean, he's making it look so easy. He makes the game look so easy. And when you talk about 48 touchdowns to five, you had an uh, over 9-1 to one Touchdown-interception ratio.
1: That was insane.
0: It's like, and then, listen, he's got Aaron Jones,
1: fourth mm-hmm. in the league in rushing. Yeah.
0: Devontae Adams, second in the league with 115 receptions. Over 1,300 yards. Yeah. Receiving. I, was- I want to
1: ask you about Devontae Adams. Do you think he stays? Because he's another one the media has been playing up that isn't happy in Green Bay.
0: You know what, Joe? That's a very good question. You know, I, I believe that it's very contingent upon Aaron Rodgers. Because if, 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 in my mind, if Rodgers goes, I could see a scenario where Devontae Adams not being there. Because I I think Devontae Adams understands the best chance this team will ever have to win is Aaron Rodgers. And if he's there, unless, because to me, if he's, let's just say if Aaron Rodgers moves on next year, and you have the Jordan Love, Jordan Love era star. The question is how, what, how would that dynamic work? Would it work? Because Aaron Rodgers wasn't there and, you know, Jordan Love, you know, for whatever you saw. But if Devontae Adams stays, it will be because of Aaron Rodgers. I could see a scenario where he leaves, but if you ask me today, I think he'll stay contingent upon what the Packers do this season in the future.
1: Absolutely,
0: and, and and then when I look at my look at Green Bay. To me, they, they lost their center Corey Lindsley. He went to the Chargers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That to me is a is a big loss. Anything on the offensive line is a big loss. Losing a guy like Lindsay, you still have you know David Batiari on the left on the left side. But but here's one of the things that I liked about Green Bay. They had a plus seven turnover differential. That was seven, That was fifth in the mm-hmm. league. So Smith, 12 and a half sacks, tied for third. And, and to me, Joe, and the, well, I look at their secondary. And, the, and it, they got Jair Alexander, Kevin King, and they got Darnell Savage, it's strong safety, and they got Adrian Amos at free safety. It's a pretty good secondary. But my, my question to you, Joe, is is this defense good enough? to compete like division wise I think they can win the division Mm -hmm. but can this defense be good enough to get over that hump and get to a Super Bowl this year
1: yeah I think so I think as long as everyone stays healthy on that defense I think this team will be able to get there um we saw them go 13 and 3 last season I there's a Game win total of ten. I think they fly over that. I really think this defense is going to step up, and I'm liking what I'm seeing in preseason.
0: Yeah, I, I, I you know, Joe, I, I agree because, like I said, the only thing holding back Green, it feels like, to you, to you, the across the sport situation, it kind of feels like when you're certain teams, it feels like you're. When I look at, I remember when Golden, with the Warriors had had a run. And I felt like the only thing stopping the Warriors from winning are the Warriors. Like, and it it kind of feels, it kind of feels that way with, with Green Bay. Like the only thing stopping Green Bay is Green Bay because there's a gap. And I like the, you know, I like Minnesota. I really do. Like they could, they (laughs) could kind of be a team that I don't know. This
1: all relies on Kurt Cousins though. Kurt Cousins needs to finally take the step from an above-average quarterback to an elite quarterback. And yeah. that's what we're missing out of him. So last season, he finally won a primetime game. Um, so I think he's going to get that confidence, get that jinx off him, because it was a huge jinx that he had. I think a mental jinx as well. Um, so I'm hoping he has a good run at it this season. I, I'm really hoping he steps up, because he needs to head in that direction. Yeah,
0: and li- and, and then uh, if you listen to the podcast, or, and those who have listened, I always – you know, my I always rip on Kirk Cousins. People are like, oh, you're picking at him. No, I'm not. I'm just I'm a I'm a guy who's looking at numbers. Yeah. Like, listen, when the lights listen, when there's a when we see the sun outside, he's great. But when there's lights in the stadium and it's nighttime, he forgets how to play quarterback. And, and people are like, oh, like no, like I, to me, Joe, you're a thousand percent correct. To me, Kirk Cousins. I'm not saying – not, he's not an elite quarterback.
1: No. But – He's above average, though. He's
0: above – yeah, I, I I, will all – and I got ripped on Twitter when I did a quarterback tier, and I had somebody – Vikings Twitter came <laughs> after me. Kirk Cousins not a top 10? No. no, no.
1: Like, like, look. I had him in fantasy last year by mistake, and, yeah, he did not get me anywhere. So <laughs> thanks, Kirk Cousins.
0: Right, it's like it's like if I see a person draft when when I did my fantasy draft, whoever drafted Kirk Cousins, I laughed. I'm like, you know what? Listen, yeah. you're banking on that guy. <laughs> Good luck, B- because people are like, oh, you're ripping to Kirk Cousins. No, I I rip into Kirk Cousins because he's the one person holding it back. How do I know that?
1: Absolutely.
0: Like they went and drafted a quarterback in Kellen Mond. I'm not saying Kellen Mond starts week one, but like, look. When you look at the way this roster is being structured in Minnesota, Kirk Cousins is the highest-paid player on the team, and it's not even really close. But the question is: is yeah. what he, is what he's getting paid equals to his production? And I'm
1: like, no, because but we he, have we have seen him, we have seen him do, like have fantastic games. Remember when yeah. he beat uh, Drew Brees and the Saints? Yeah, that was an unbelievable game that he played. He just needs to play at that level every single game and we're not like you said we're not getting that out of him and I don't know if it is a mental block that he is having because he has all the skills he can do it we've seen it over and over and over again but like you said the lights come on at night and something happens to him where I don't know if it's too much pressure or what is happening because we know we can
0: yeah the when I see Kirk Cousins play at night it reminds me of it reminds me of when I was in a play, in elementary school, and the lights <laughs> were on the stage, and you know all the you rehearsed, you know all the words, and it goes to my part, and I froze. <laughs> and it, and it's, it, r- it, it's
1: very true, and it's very sad <laughs> to see. And,
0: and it's like I see my parents, and I'm like, and then the, and I hear my I see my parents, and I'm like, that's not helping. Look away. And it's like that's the way Kirk Cousins, the guy on stage, who just kind of forgets. The, the stage in the moment and and look he has and they were fourth in total offense so yeah. they, they weren't terrible but you had Justin Jefferson 1400 yard receiving yards
1: mm-hmm.
0: fourth in the league and Adam Thielen he was third in receiving touchdowns they have a nice duo there
1: yeah. you know
0: especially you know post Stefan Diggs and you know you got you got some guy named Dalvin Cook that kind of helps too
1: and just a little bit, hey. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Right? Yeah, a- and I think they have a pretty strong O-line. Um I like their O-line. I- their defense though was banged up last season. So I'm waiting to see what we get out of them this year.
0: Yeah, and I think the defense is kind of being to me I, I saw they were restructuring the defense. Right. You know, they still have Harrison Smith there. He had 5 interceptions last year. You know, it, you know they drafted like Gladney and they drafted you know, they they drafted pieces to get younger, but the, the talent's kind of developing a little bit quicker. You know, they drafted Garrison on offensive line. They drafted Keller Munn. They drafted Wyatt Davis. So the offensive line, they're getting better and younger. They're, they're already a stout line as is, but they're getting better. And I think for Mike Zimmer, the key is that defense. He's a defensive guy. And he understands that he let a, he let a, he let a couple of guys walk out the door that were valuable, mm-hmm. but because of the cap or the age or whatever the situation, they had to get, they had to go in the draft. And I think the key is, is that I look at their, I think their win, I don't know if their win total is nine. I yeah, nine. it is still nine. Yeah. And
1: they're to plus me, 220 to take the division.
0: To, to me, there. when I look at those odds and I go, well, nine wins seems reasonable. Like Absolutely. The, it seems reasonable because, like I say, if that defense can elevate, And just get better. Listen, they were 27th in total defense last year. And I felt that was the part that kind of held them back from being, you know, kind of going from here to here. So when I look at Minnesota and I go, so I won't get attacked by Vikings Twitter again. I I, I don't think Kirk Cousins is terrible. I think we both agree. We don't think he's terrible.
1: No, he's above average. Definitely.
0: It is just that folks. It's like if you're a Vikings fan, you have to be honest about your order. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, well, he was the top. I'm like, great. Good for him. But you can't, bo- at some point, Kirk Cousins has to be the guy that he was paid to be. Yeah.
1: Because absolutely. And this is his ninth or tenth season. This, I believe it's his ninth. Ninth. Season. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and and at some
1: point. Wow, Philip. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: I was gonna say, like, we all have to look at our quarterbacks and really like see their weaknesses. Cause I would have said the same thing about my quarterback for the Chargers for years, Philip Rivers. You know, he just when it when the pressure came, when it really counted, he couldn't do it. We had a terrible offensive line though. but you have to look at your team and you really have to say, like, these are the areas of weaknesses. And Kirk Cousins isn't the weakness unless he gets in his head. And I think that's what it is, because we know he's above our average quarterback. So if he can uh, level up this year, let's let's say yeah. level up. Level yeah. up and become that elite quarterback, which I think he has the ability to do. We've seen him in these games. We've seen him make unbelievable passes right through the window. We've seen him you know, run that offense and get them to do exactly what he needs to make these touchdowns. I just want to see it more consistently from him.
0: Yeah that's exactly a joke it's like when, when i talk about kirk cousins you know and, and i picked them i said oh it's kirk kissing cousins people are like oh you're book, like folks i pick on kirk cousins and listen when i did he had a great like folks it, when you <laughs> like folks when you know someone can be better than what they are you have to, you have to kind of take the the the, the 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 rose-colored glasses off and kind of see kirk cousins for what he is It's like you reach a point where, listen, Case Keenum. Case Keenum was a guy that I think before Kirk Cousins got there, he kind of it felt like, well, that he beat the Saints. People like, oh, he. So when you look at Kirk Cousins, and I'm not knocking Case Keenum, but the fact of the matter is there's a gap between Case Keenum and Kirk Cousins.
1: Absolutely. So
0: how does it feel that? If you're with Kirk Cousins, you feel you should play better than you had with, with case Keena. But it feels like it's kind of like this when it really should be like this. And I think that's the problem. It's going on in, in Minnesota. But you know, speaking of things that maybe going, you know, wrong, the, the Bears quarter situation for years was terrible. And 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 I tell people that I tell people about Nick Foles. Oh, Nick Foles is gonna look. Nick Foles is, was a one-hit wonder. Nick Foles was the Macarena, all right. He was the Baja. He was the Who let the dogs out? Like, can you name a yeah. second? Can you name a second song they did? That's what no. I thought. Like I tell people, that's what I thought. Case closed. Nick Foles is a great quarterback, but he was. Trubisky was definitely not the answer. So when
1: Justin Fields, fingers crossed.
0: So so what did the Bears do? Matt Nagy, when he saw Justin Fields was still available, kind of in that top. You know, fifteen.
1: He should have gone in the top four. I thought he. I think he's going to be the best quarterback coming out of this draft. I really do in the future.
0: Yeah, because here's the thing, and and, and I get and I get this being on being a, a Falcon fan, we have this split in our fan base,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I think me and and me and and, and, and uh, Rachel Game Day OJ, you know, we're huge. And I feel that we're on the same page about Justin Fields. Just like. We're not saying Justin Fields is terrible. We're not, we have Matt Ryan. And so, but, so we went and got Kyle Pitts. But I felt that other teams passed when I look at look at I look at San Francisco. Listen, to me and, and down the road, if we talk about the NFC West, I'll definitely get my thoughts I'll give you my thoughts on that. Because here's the thing: I, I'm like you. I think it was Trevor Lawrence, and there's Justin Fields.
1: Yeah, exactly. And,
0: and like that, and to me, and I, and but I understand why the Jets went with Zach Wilson. It's system. It's who they. It's who they go after. I'm not attacking the Jets for passing on Justin Fields. Yeah. But when you look at teams kind of going down the board, it kind of felt when he got to to when he cut after Atlanta, he, he, Cincinnati wasn't it. Miami could have been a situation, would have been very interesting to see what they would have done, but. For Justin Fields to kind of fall, and there's always one quarterback every year that we really like that falls. And that well, year, it, it was it was Justin Fields.
1: And that went with Tom Brady, too. So I, yeah. I'm looking for Justin Fields to be an next Tom Brady. You look at how he played in Ohio State and what he did for them. How many... Um, seasons did they go in the regular season winning everything with Justin Fields like this kid is lights out he's gonna come in there we've seen him in preseason he looks comfortable he doesn't look stressed um he's making some good moves some good plays that being said it still sounds like they'll put Andy Dalton out for week one which I'm okay with you know give Justin Fields the time to develop um especially to this game even let him watch game one and see, just because preseason and regular season is a totally different game. Yeah. Let him be on the sidelines for week one. Let those nerves of the first time actually running out onto the field for um, an NFL actual real game um, go, right? I'm fine with that. Andy Dalton, though, he's not going to get the Bears very far.
0: Yeah. And, and it's funny is that, you know, he had the press conference recently talking about, you know, you know, Justin Fields will have his time and it's my time. And, and I looked, I'm like, listen, someone needs to tell Andy Dalton, listen, might it be your time? It, it, like maybe week.
1: Week three? Yeah, <laughs> week three. Like, yeah.
0: Justin Fields, is co- because, because my whole theory is, is this. Andy Dalton can start the first couple of games. I have no problem with that. But when you watch Justin Fields, if you're Matt Nagy, if you're that coaching staff, how long can you reasonably let him sit on that bench? Because the fans – those fans in Chicago will let you know that you drafted Justin Fields. Like, That's you, you right. know, like, he, he's right there. And when I look at what Justin Fields can bring, one of the things that I like about Justin Fields is that, you know, I saw him play at Ohio State. One of the things I look at Justin Fields is like, look, he can do what most quarterbacks simply can't. Like, he's, his size his ability to throw the ball to be accurate and and to be fair to like Ohio State didn't have a lot of top tier receivers like they had Chris Olave like uh, yeah but they had a lot of they have, you know the receiving core like he made a lot of people look good
1: he why did they? absolutely
0: it's because Justin Fields is good and when I look yeah. at and I look at what the Bears got him I'm like look this is a situation for Chicago where you can't mess this up. You put him in, let him sit a couple of games. Let yeah. Andy Dalton feel like he's Sometimes you got to sometimes you got to, you know, how to paraphrase it, soothe people's ego. Like you, you <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah, don't upset Dalton.
0: Yeah, like so okay. give him
1: give him some game time. But yeah. I think Ohio State will finally break that um, stigma that they can't put out quarterbacks that will do well in the NFL. I think this uh, Justin Fields will be the quarterback to do this. I really do think this kid's going to go really far in his career.
0: Yeah, because when I saw Ohio State, and 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 like I say, who I do the show with, he, his feelings about Ohio State, I don't know how to feel about. It. You know, he he talks he got a little down Ohio State. I'll put it that way. But, oh, what, who
1: doesn't what? love our Buckeyes? Come on.
0: And like I said, cause, cause I, I, I rip Michigan. And listen, folks, and I, I, I didn't mean Ohio State-Michigan thing, but if you're a Michigan fan, look.
1: You're listening to the wrong show right now, obviously. Or, <laughs>
0: like, for the – Jim Harbaugh it. Like, I'm just going to – like, I, I know we're talking about the NFL, but, folks, I told you Jim Harbaugh it. Oh, Derek, he's going to bring it. Let's see I'm like, folks, he's not the guy. Like those khakis, hey, it's great, it's great. But listen, when the last guy to beat the last Michigan coach to beat Ohio State was Brady Hoke.
1: Yeah. Who's Brady Hoke? Absolutely.
0: And like, who's Brady Hoke? And I go, you know what I say? I say exactly that. Like you, you hired Jim Harbaugh to come beat Ohio State, and he can't. Like, how many coaches did so? Well, shifting gears before i get more michigan people on me i think i've antagonized minutes i think I'm antagonize, yeah, let's go to
1: the lions and make them mad yeah,
0: yeah yeah <laughs> let's do that thank you joe for the transition like let's <laughs> let, let's upset more. What? why not i've upset the top part of the country anyway let's let, let's it's just okay. go. <laughs> So we're just
1: being honest. You guys, we have to give our honest opinions. It doesn't mean we don't like your teams. We don't like right. the players. We're just giving honest opinions.
0: Right. Because, because like when I look at Detroit, I'm going to be super honest. I don't think Jared golf is terrible. If you get the Jared golf from after his rookie, his rookie year, I'm not going to kind of count because he had Jeff Fisher. So I'm not going to really count that because Jeff Fisher and quarterbacks go just as much together as, as basically oil and water doesn't so I, I I'm but when the when Sean McVay came in this is this is what we're going to see from Jared Goff this year are we going to see from Jared Goff was it Sean McVay and his hand in Jared Goff yeah or is it going to be or we're going to see Jared Goff play like a quarterback like the number one overall pick he was in the draft because yeah. to me because to me and, and I get your thoughts on it to me I look at Jared Goff I don't think he's terrible but I think there's a reason why the the, the Rams moved off of him I think yeah. I, to be honest I think Sean McVay kind of wanted to move off of him maybe from the year before but
1: mm-hmm.
0: but you know, just some of your thoughts on the Lions and Jared, Jared
1: Goff yeah so let's talk Jared Goff so I did like him when I saw him with the Rams. We saw him get to the Super Bowl. This is a quarterback that can do it, but he needs those weapons around him. And I don't think the Lions have the weapons that he needs to make this team go far in this division. You know, they do have uh, Smith in running back and Williams. And I think they'll be utilized a lot, but I don't see the wide receivers that he needs to make these big plays. Um, We know Jared Goff does like that run game, but. I, I'm not seeing them get it there. I think this is too much of a transition year with him coming over. I know he's played a lot, but I think his his kind of play and Matt Stafford's play is different. Um, so it will be a huge transition for these players in here, having Jared Goff. I just, I don't see it being a good year. The, I think they're going to be a bottom team. They've got a win total of four and a half. You know, I'm almost leaning under that. I hate to say that. I could see them getting four wins this year.
0: Yeah, you know what, Joe? I, I saw that four and a half, too, and I'm like, to me, they're basically – Vegas is telling us basically either go under with the four or go over with the five. Yeah. They're making you choose anytime they do the point five, mm-hmm. And to me, uh, you know, like I, when I look at the Lions and they hired Dan Campbell, and I went – uh, okay, I went oh, all right. But what what I really liked was them hiring Anthony Lynn, who's the coach the yeah. Charger. Because I I'm really high on Anthony Lynn, and I felt for the Chargers, I felt really bad for them last year because they lost a lot of uh, if some of those close games became W's
1: because it, of Anthony Lynn. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I,
0: did, did I? Uh, I I didn't say it. I I I I didn't say it. I didn't say it. And I'm like, and
1: I I love him, but he just didn't make the right calls last year. Yeah, and I just want to strangle him through my TV. My whole neighborhood knows how much I loved him at the end of last season last year.
0: Listen, for the record, I didn't say it for legal reasons, but but Anthony. But I do love him. Yeah, like like I think when I look at Anthony, like if a lot of those a lot of those close games could have went the other way, I'll I'll put it in the nicer way. Could have won the win column. But it went in the L call.
1: Okay, but I give that to um, the Chargers as a whole. You look at us over, ever since I've been a fan, so many games are by either a field goal or a touchdown. There's not many like huge blowout years, right? Where we just get blown out, blown out, blown out. It's always by that. So it does come to the coaching staff, but it always, also comes to the players. Like you guys have to get it done. You have to work out how to close out these games. How many games do we go into the second half up, right? And then just fall apart. The Chargers just, there's something about them. So it's not all in Anthony Lynn. There was a couple of times where we should have like done that fourth down where I was like screaming and that that was on him. But <laughs> at the end of the day, when you're, when your players can't do it, I can see why he was like field goal, you guys can't get this job done.
0: Right. And th- to me, I think Anthony Lynn was just listen, he's the coach and he, he had he had to fall on the sword. But when when I saw the Chargers play last year, it it, it kind of felt a remodelation of what you said. It just felt like a lot of those games just felt close where like it, it wasn't like they were. They didn't get the doors blown off of them. Like, they were always in, I would say, maybe 60% of the games they were in. They were always in the game. But when that second, more specifically, the fourth quarter came around, it just kind of felt that, like, the wheels were like Legos, and it just kind of fell off at the end. And You can always find a way to lose a game. Yeah. it, It kind of felt, well, I fell at my Falcons last year when we played the Cowboys where we just forgot how to play special teams. That, that, that's <laughs> – I knew in yeah. that – I kind of felt in that moment where I said, yeah, this Dan Quinn guy ain't getting it done. Like everybody – because you can tell sometimes when it's coaching and when it's on the players. And in that situation, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, certain times you got to look at the players, and there's accountability level there. And I think Anthony Lynn, as good as a dude he was – listen, this was a playoff – he's a good coach. But Absolutely. what happens is that when you lose, you got to blame somebody. Yeah. Somebody has to fall on the sword. And then Anthony Lynn and Anthony Lynn now is the offensive coordinator in Detroit, which I think was a very, very good move because of the work he did in Buffalo as the, the offensive coordinator there, especially with running backs. Yeah. And then you have a good one in you know DeAndre Swift, and then they went and signed Jamal Williams from Green Bay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So when I look at Detroit, It is all about trying to build within the line and spread. Because when they draft Sewell, people thought with the Lions with that pick, there was no wrong player they could have picked there, because they needed everything. Yeah. They needed they needed a receiver. They needed a line. They needed defense. But they went Sewell because Sewell fell on the board. Like I mentioned, certain players just fall on the board, and you're getting great value. Yeah. So it was whether.
1: They also picked up Patriots Flowers, correct?
0: Yeah, Trey Flowers, yeah. Okay.
1: yeah that's what I thought. So yeah. that will be a great addition to their defense. Yeah.
0: And and, they, and the thing is, and then they and they got Jeff Okuda, who they drafted last. So, you know, the corner from Ohio State. So when I, when I look at Detroit, they're in a situation where I think they're trying to figure out what can Jared Goff do? Because if Jared Goff can be the guy that played maybe, you know, the the two years he was with McVay, the first two years, not what we saw last year. If they can get that from him, he's a a franchise quarterback. He's not, oh, I think he's like 26, 26, 27. So he's not, we're not talking like how we talked about earlier with Big Ben. We're not talking that gap. Like you can still make golf your franchise quarterback, but if he's not, I think Detroit will, to, will want to know sooner rather than later because they're seeing teams just getting these young quarterbacks and they're playing at a, such an accelerated rate. They're playing yeah. well coming out. So they want to know, hey, golf, are you the guy? Because we're, we're still giving you a lot of money. So if you're not the guy, we can look elsewhere. And to me, for Detroit, I think it's one of the, it's going to be a long time. Because if, if Justin Fields can be the, the guy that we know he can be, yeah, it's going to be, it's that the choice is always going to be that team at the bottom because. Absolutely.
1: I well, And I think, especially once we see Aaron Rogers um, leave the Packers and we'll have love move up there, it will be the bears and the Packers fighting for this division. Like, yeah. I really see that's what's happening. I don't know who is under Kirk cousins. I'm drawing a blank when I, uh, think of his backup quarterback, but I really think the Lions don't have anyone under Jared Goff that I no. know of. No, no big name. So um, future it's Packers and Bears right now, yeah. unless the Vikings go out and draft someone absolutely incredible next year.
0: Right. Because, because the thing is when, when I look at the, when I look at the, going back to the Viking situation,
1: mm-hmm. that's
0: why they went out and drafted Kellen Mond because of something that I'm like I'm looking around and I'm like, why is nobody saying Minnesota needs a quarterback? Because you get caught up in the numbers, but folks, I'm looking at Kirk Cousins, and, and in Minnesota they they're getting younger. They're getting younger there. And do you want to pay a guy like Kirk Cousins the amount of money that you want to pay him? Because the fact of the matter is, getting killing Montebelli, they got him in the third round, I believe, second or third round. Because they saw a run of quarterbacks getting drafted, like, okay, we got to get Kellen Mond. Because they know that Kirk Cousins, down the road, they're not going to want to pay him that money, especially if he cannot match it. Like, anything short of my, in my opinion, of an NFC championship appearance, and I know that's a stretch, like, you, you got to look at Minnesota, and like, listen, we got to move off, and I guarantee you, they tried to trade Kirk Cousins. They tried, but it's that money. Like you're asking teams to absorb that money,
1: yeah. you know,
0: kind of look at the situation that the Eagles, you know, what the Eagles did with when they traded Carson Wentz. Like when you know at some point where you don't want that quarterback to be there, you don't want, you didn't want, so you're willing to just go and cap purgatory just to get rid of him, And and, and look what the Rams. Oh, that's
1: did. gotta be an awful feeling for yeah. someone. Like they just wanna, you know, go over the cap to get rid of me. Like, oh my God, be awful.
0: Exactly. It's like, man, it's it's like they don't like me. Like, no, they don't. They want you out. And like, and, and look what look what the Lions and the Rams did. The Rams were like, cool, we will give you because we don't believe in draft picks here and for the Rams for some reason. We don't believe in them. So no, we we'll, don't. We'll give you whatever. We'll give you a first. That's we just don't want Jared Goff here anymore. And they were willing to take in Matt Stafford's company. They were willing to do all of that. Mm-hmm. Because when you're in a situation, and I look at this, this NFC North as a whole, it's kind of similar to the AFC North we look at the quarterback situation. Except the difference is Aaron Rodgers is better than Big Ben. Like, like the veteran quarterback is the best quarterback in the division. And it's not even really close. Like, you, we can debate who's second. But the fact of the matter is, when I look at this AFC North, I look at Green Bay, I look at Green Bay just winning. Like I said, their win total is 10. I take it to the bank.
1: Absolutely. Cat, like,
0: like, I tell people, listen, I trust Aaron Rodgers. Like, like, people, like I said earlier, he was an MVP. I don't sleep on those guys who are MVPs. And as for and for Minnesota, they're a team potentially of the future. Because listen, they got to move off of Kirk Cousins. If Kirk Cousins, the at some point, you got to move off of Kirk Cousins. And I know Vikings Twitter is not gonna like me to say it, but here's the fact of the matter: What have you gotten from Kirk Cousins in his tenure for the Vikings? What has he shown you, fans? That that warrants all this people defending when people like when you and I talk about him and people were willing to to like go into the gladiator pit for him. It's like, look, what has he given you? Because what has he shown you to make you say, okay, we're, we're, you know, we can compete enough. You were seven and nine with Kirk cousins last year. Like we can blame the defense, but the fact of the matter is that we were fourth in offense. Yeah. That's great. But at some point, what Kirk Cousins, listen, what has he giving you to make you believe? How many NFC championship games has he taken you to? How many? I
1: think, I think he has the ability, though. That's yeah. the thing. I think this is the season he has to step up. And if he doesn't step up this season, I think then Minnesota should be looking. But I think given this one more season, let him do it. Let him prove it. I think he's he's moved on from a couple mental blocks. And this season, he has to come out and show us.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Because when you look at a team like Chicago, who is on the rise, Matt Nagy saved his job by drafting Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. I think he kind of he kind of knocked down Ryan Pace, the GM, and rushed that card up and like, no, we got to go get Justin Fields because we need a quarterback. Because have you seen Nick? I'm like, I hate to keep reiterating this, but listen, when you when you went out, when the Bears went out and traded for Nick Foles, I'm like, and they gave up a fourth round pick, and I'm like, that's even even I think that's too high a to pick. But Absolutely. but then but you get a Justin Fields, he's the future. Now you look at Detroit. Detroit's a situation where they have to figure out if Golf is the guy, because yeah. I think Golf might play with a chip on his shoulder because it felt like Sean McVay was kind of done with him last year. Like before the it kind of felt like Sean McVay has his hands all over that team. And he wanted to bring in a guy because he felt like the Rams, which we'll talk about hopefully sooner, soon. That he filled the gap is there. So, absolutely. So when when I look at, it was great talking both of these divisions because it kind of parallels to a certain degree. But like to be clear, if if, if listen, if you're a Vikings fan, if you listen to this show, listen. We said what we said. <laughs> And and if you're a Bears fan, you should be optimistic. If you're a Lions very, fan, very. if you're a Lions fan, I apologize. Transition. I know,
1: transition. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Transition. Yeah. So listen, It's not. It's not always going to be. I would yeah. say, hey, hey, listen, hey, you got hey Pistons. If you're a Pistons fan, you got Cade Cunningham. So listen, there's always positives. We, we like and to then always,
1: Packers. Yeah, Packers yeah. enjoy your last year with Rogers, because I don't think he'll be there next.
0: Yeah, he, he he he's out of there.
1: Yeah.
0: Like to me, I wanted to host Jeopardy. To be honest. But that's just me. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like. like and then it,
1: maybe I'd watch Jeopardy if he did.
0: Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> they'd listen. get one more viewer. Yeah, like, listen, I, I've been watching. I'm a, I've been watching Jeopardy my whole life. It's even in my Twitter bio. Like, I've been watching. <laughs> Jeopardy. Like, listen, when I saw Aaron Rodgers, I'm like, I said he's a smart dude. He, he he's he's very funny,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm like, and he and he understood the pace. Of, like, he's a quarterback. Quarterbacks to me, he understands. If there's one position in any sport where pace is important, it's the quarterback position. Absolutely. Like, like that in the point guard position, understanding the pace and having control. He understood. So before I go, before I go down the Jeopardy rabbit hole, because I can do that too. But so, so before we wrap up, Joe, where can we find you on social media?
1: Ah, So you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Joe Madden Sports and also TikTok. And then I do have another uh, Instagram, the Joe Madden. That's how I originally started out as the Joe Madden, but that account froze. So I changed over to Joe Madden Sports and yeah, but that that account's back up and running. So I post everywhere. There's 500 posts of the same thing, all (laughs) all, all my social media. So follow one or the other.
0: Well, I think I follow all of them except for the TikTok. Okay. Like I, I have a tiktok but i'm like i don't know how to do tiktok
1: oh i because, love tiktok it's a lot of fun
0: because i'm like i, I almost feel like youtubing how to do a tiktok People are like oh well uh, I, I might do a tiktok video may, may, maybe talking about kirk cousins if, 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 <laughs> and, if, if, and maybe that will get vikings twitter back on my side
1: it's not, <laughs> it's not well thank you so much for having me today i really appreciate it i had a lot of fun talking with you
0: I I do. And then folks uh, check out this episode and every episode of sports in the world podcast, go to at sports the world on Twitter and Instagram and check out social media at Ladares underscore Brown on Twitter at Ladares double underscore on Instagram. And once again, Joe, thank you so much for coming on. And hopefully to have you on soon to talk more divisions and things that before the season gets into gear.
1: Absolutely. Just let me
0: know. Mm And then, folks, until you hear me again next time, I'm Darius. Be real, be you, be blessed, and be safe from all of us here from the sports and the world podcast.